Welcome to Woodland Church. Here is today's message. We can turn our attention to God's Word. It's only 11.13, so i got quite a few minutes here. So, hope you guys are in for a long sermon today. That's the... Should be a good time. But we are in a sermon series called The Sabbath. We have been talking about this idea of taking a Sabbath in our lives. I mentioned last week, this topic isn't really discussed that much within our world and within our culture. And I wanted us to be exploring last week, where did this Sabbath start? Where did this Sabbath come from? And we looked last week at how right from the very beginning in Genesis chapter 2, God establishes this idea that he created the earth in six days and then on the seventh day he rested. And that is the rhythm that that the Lord has set for his creation. And then we looked at Exodus 16, and this is a time when God's people had just come out of slavery. They were enslaved down in Egypt for 400 years, and as Moses brings them out of slavery, the first commandment God establishes with his people is this idea of a Sabbath. That, that there is this rhythm, there is this plan that God has for mankind, for men and women to labor for six days and then, and then take a day of rest, a holy day, a day set apart for the Lord. Well, we are going to continue to be talking about, talking about this idea of Sabbath. And I did not mention this last week, but when God established the Sabbath, within Exodus chapter 16, God's people were not used to this idea of working six days and resting on the seventh day. Like what I said, they had just came out of slavery. They were used to working 24-7. All they knew was work, work, work. And then God, when he introduces this Sabbath, it was something radically new to his people. It wasn't something that was already within them there. But God establishes this, and God says, you've got a plan for it, and I want you to make this a priority. Well, today we are going to be looking at what does the Sabbath mean? Why is the Sabbath important? Why is this idea of taking a day of rest every single week important? And what does God's Word have to say about it? So today, we're going to be turning to Exodus chapter 31. I'm going to ask for you to stand as we read God's Word together. So we're going to turn to Exodus 31, starting in verse 12 through 18. And it says this, And the Lord said to Moses, You are to speak to the people of Israel and say, Above all, you shall keep my Sabbaths. For this is a sign between me and you, throughout your generations, that you may know that I, the Lord, sanctify you. You shall keep the Sabbath because it is is holy for you. Everyone who profanes it shall be put to death. Whoever does any work on it, that soul shall be cut off from among his people. Six days work to be done. But the seventh day is the Sabbath of solemn rest, holy to the Lord. Whoever does any work on the Sabbath day shall be put to death. Verse 16, Therefore the people of Israel shall keep the Sabbath, observing the Sabbath throughout their generations as a covenant forever. It is a sign 
forever between me and the people of Israel that in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth and on the seventh day he rested and was refreshed. Verse 18, And he gave to Moses when he had finished speaking with him on Mount Sinai the two tablets of, of the testimony, tablets of stone written with the finger of God. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for your word today. Father, as we continue to explore this idea of the Sabbath within our own lives, Lord, I ask that today, Lord, that you would come and remind us who you are. Remind us the importance of this idea of us taking rest. Father, I praise you. And I ask for you just to come and speak to us now. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. You guys may be seated. First of all, I want to preference this. I'm not trying to scare you this morning. As we read those verses, you might be sitting there thinking, wait a minute here, is pastor giving us a sermon on if we don't keep this day of the Sabbath, we're all going to be put to death? We don't have that rule here at Woodland Church, just to let you know, if we find out that you broke the Sabbath, we don't bring you out back, we don't hang you, there's no death penalty here. However, what we see here, now, if you are feeling that way, um, that could be the Lord speaking to you, that could be, but what we see here is that God establishes the importance of this to his people. When he's speaking to them, he wants his people to understand and to know that this Sabbath is a very important day in their lives. This isn't just some other day, but it is an important day. And if you look at verses 12 and 13, and it says, As the Lord said to Moses, You are to speak to the people of Israel and say, Above all. Think about that. Above all. Well, above everything else, you shall keep my Sabbaths. For this is a sign between me and you throughout your generations that you may know that the Lord, that I, the Lord, sanctify you. Now, I want to just give you a quick understanding of what, of what was taking place. During this time, God's people were literally in the middle of a building project. They were literally building the tabernacle for the Lord. And it was a very important time. And even in the midst of them, God's people doing really important things for Him, He wants to remind them once again, this idea of taking rest is very important. God says, above all. That's how important this idea of the Sabbath was and is to the Lord. And what we see here is that it's plural. I don't know if you guys picked up on that. The Sabbaths. It wasn't just one day. It wasn't just, well, you should take a Sabbath every once in a while. It was the Sabbaths. Meaning, this is part of regular week's life. Like during your week, this should be established as a regular part of your lives and my lives. God wanted his people to understand this wasn't just a one-time thing. This was going to become a weekly activity within their lives. Now you might be thinking, as what some people do think when they read God's Word, they might, you might be thinking, well, it was different times back then. I've heard that a lot. That is a, a very common argument when people talk about, talk about Scripture. Well, you know, Pastor, it was different times back then. 
it was different times. But for us to think that these people did not have busy lives, that God's people were not hard at work building for Him, and that their activity level in their lives, it might have been different than our lives, but they were still busy people. They still had a lot of work to be done. And like what I said earlier, they come out of a culture of work. This is the first generation coming out of slavery. This generation of people only knew work. That's all that they knew. They were born into slavery. And it wasn't like when they were slaves down in Egypt that it was a really easy time for them. Go back and read and read Exodus chapter 2 where they were just they were laboring 24/7. These people had extremely difficult and busy lives. But God says above all, and this is why above all. Look back at verse 13. Why is this so important? Why is this idea of the Sabbath so important to the Lord? He says this, for this is a sign between me and you throughout your generations that you may know that I, the Lord, sanctify you. You may not realize this, but throughout Scripture, God uses signs, and you could say symbols, to represent very important things. If you read the book of Genesis, when the Lord talked to Noah, Noah built the ark and then the flood came. And when the flood was over, God spoke to Noah. And he said, Noah, I'm going to give you a sign. I'm going to give you a rainbow. And that rainbow is going to be a symbol of my relationship with all of creation. That God would never flood the earth again. God gave Noah this sign. And then when God spoke to Abraham, there was this sign of circumcision. That this sign was, a, was just a sign of God's covenant relationship with his people. Throughout scripture, God gives men and women signs. And it's not just the sign that is important, but it's what does it mean. And when it comes to the Sabbath here, God says this is going to be a sign between you and between me. It's a sign of what? that I, the Lord, sanctify you. That this sign of the Sabbath is really saying, my people will be set apart from the rest of the world. The sign of the Sabbath in this world for back then, and I would even argue for today, is that it is a sign between God and his people. And when God's people practice it, it's a sign to the world around us. And the sign here says that I've sanctified you. And that word just, it means I've set you apart, that you are going to become different than the world around you. And like what I said, the culture back then, their culture was not a culture of taking a break. When God's people were coming into the promised land, as God was taking them out of Egypt and placing them into a new nation to become his people, it was radically different. They were radically different to the culture around them. Their culture, when they find out, you guys only work six days and then you rest on the seventh day, what is this? What is this? It was radically different. 
It was basically God's people saying to the world around them, we don't walk as you walk. The world around you is beating to a specific drum, and God's people say, we don't beat to that drum. We, we are different than you guys. And it's a sign, and that's what the heart of the Sabbath is here, is that when God established it, he wanted his people to walk and rest, and we're going to be talking more about that one next week, but it was a sign to the world around them that they were radically different, that they're not the same as the people around them. And as I think about this, that this idea that God sets his people apart, and I realize I talk about that a lot. As I pastor here, as I preach here, I talk a lot about, guys, we need to really understand that we are different. God's people are different than the world. Like, you don't walk as the world walks. We don't follow the spirit of this world. Now, we live in this world. We have friends and family in this world. But that doesn't mean that we live how the world lives. And the Sabbath is such a great example, is such a great sign to the world around us that I don't live how you live. And it's not because I'm somehow this great spiritual holy person. It's just my king has called me to this idea of taking rest every single week. My king has called me to come and find rest every week. And it's just, it's, it's just totally different than how our world lives. You know, like when you go to work on Monday, you don't talk to people there about Sabbaths. I mean, many people do not talk about that. And especially youpers. Youpers love to work. Well, youpers have got a spirit of work and just independence up here. And almost the idea of rest is almost sinful to the culture that we, that we live in. It's like, you rested? What do you mean you rested? There's work to be done. You've got to be chopping wood at camp. You've got to be doing this. You've got to be doing more work. And life is work. But when you step away from how the culture lives, it's a sign to the world. And for God's people back then, it was a sign to the world around them as well. We just don't live how you guys live. I take a day of rest. We're going to be, like what I said, we're going to be talking about that one next week. But what does this symbol mean? Turn with me to to Deuteronomy chapter 5. We're going to get a little bit more insight here. So Deuteronomy chapter 5 is the Ten Commandments again. Okay, so Exodus 20, the Ten Commandments. Exodus 5, you get the Ten Commandments again. But within Exodus 5, we get a little bit more insight to what's behind the Sabbath. Look at at Exodus 5, starting in verse 12 through 15. It's four verses here. God's Word says this. It says, Observe the Sabbath day to keep it holy as the Lord commanded you. Six days you shall labor and do all your work. But the seventh day is the Sabbath to the Lord. On it you shall not do any work, you or your sons or your daughters or your male servants or your female servants or your ox or your donkey or any of your livestock or, or the sojourner who is within your gates that, that your male servants and your female servants may rest as well as you. You shall remember that you were slaves in the land of Egypt and the Lord your God brought you out from, where, from there with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm 
Therefore, the Lord your God commands you to keep the Sabbath day. The Sabbath is a day of rest, but it's also a day of remembrance. Think about this. When God speaks this, he's saying, I want you to take a Sabbath, but I want you to remember who you are. And when you remember who you are, you should be remembering who you were. God says, you were once a slave down in Egypt. This is who you used to be. Now, you might be sitting there thinking, well, Pastor, I was never a slave down in Egypt, so this doesn't really apply to me. Turn with me to Romans 6. Because this idea of slavery has continued throughout all of Scripture. Romans 6, 15 through 19. God's Word says this here. He says, What then? Are we to sin because we are not under the law but under grace? By no means. Do you not know that if you, are pres- if you present yourselves to anyone as obedient slaves, you are slaves to the one whom you obey, either of sin, which leads to death, or of obedience, which leads to righteousness? Verse 17. But thanks be to God that you who were once slaves of sin have become obedient from the heart to the standard of teaching to which you were committed. And having been set free from sin, having become slaves of righteousness, verse 19, I'm speaking in human terms because of your your natural limitations, for just as you once presented your members as slaves to impurity and to lawlessness, leading to more lawlessness, so now present your members as slaves of righteousness, leading to sanctification. Romans 6 is reminding God's, God's readers that they are under grace. However, because we live under grace doesn't mean that we can continue to live however we desire to live. If you read Romans 6, Paul makes this beautiful argument throughout all of that chapter there, and I preached on that a little while ago. But inside of here, in verse 17, he says this, But thanks be to God that you who were once slaves of sin. There's this idea, there's this teaching that before men and women come to faith in Jesus Christ, before men and women come and realize who Jesus is and they submit their lives to him, Scripture teaches us that we were enslaved. You might be thinking, well, I don't feel enslaved, Pastor. I've never, I've never been in shackles and I have no idea what this slavery looks like. And, and our idea of slavery, we kind of pick up from reading our, our history books. But there is this teaching that before somebody comes to Christ, they're controlled and their life is controlled by sin. Meaning they don't really have a whole lot of choice in their actions. Now there might be good moments in their lives where they can do a righteous act within their lives, but the dominant control of their life is sin. That they don't desire the things of God. And when you look at our world, and even if you could remember your, your very own life before you came to Christ, as I think about in my own life, before I came to Christ, the, I might have had good thoughts from here and there, but the dominant force within my life was controlled by my sinful nature, that I desired sin. And Scripture teaches that that's slavery, that you are in bondage to sin. And and now I realize the world around us, they don't really believe in this idea because everyone 
believes within our culture that, well, everyone's good and everyone has a good heart. And it's like scripture teaches the, the complete opposite of that. It's like mankind is sinful. Mankind is in bondage to sin. That like, it's like mankind has truly fallen short of who God is and all they can do is sin. But scripture teaches that Jesus comes. That there is a Savior who comes, not just to save us because we have sin, but has come to save us because we are in bondage to sin. Do you see any parallels between Christ and when God's people were down in Egypt? God's people were enslaved for 400 years. They were in physical bondage to slavery. And then God sends Moses and says, I'm going to free my people. My people are not called to live in slaves as slaves. And the New Testament picks up on the same theme that, that mankind is in bondage to sin. And there's only one solution that God sent His Son into the world to free us, to rescue us, just like what He did with, the, with His people back in Egypt. He comes and He rescues them when the Lord establishes the Sabbath back in, back in Exodus, He's saying, I want you to take a day to remember what I've done for you. You were once enslaved. Church family, you were once enslaved. You may not think about it in those terms, but we were once in bondage. We were once held captive by sin. But God comes and He sets us free. He breaks the power of sin and of death upon mankind. And the Sabbath, the Sabbath is a day where we remember who God is and what God has done for us. The Sabbath is such an important day, church family. My goal in this series is just simply for us to start to realize the importance of it in our own lives. When God speaks to his people back then, he says, I want you to take this day and I want you to remember who you were and what I've done for you. And I would argue we need to remember this. Guys, it's so easy to get caught up in this life. It's so easy to get caught up with work and with activity and with stuff going on. Our culture is running 24-7. And I would even almost argue that with the internet and with like technology, it's like you're just connected to this world nonstop. And when God speaks to his people, he says, I want you to take a rest. I want you to take a day every single week to come and to remember who you are. That's why I feel like the Sabbath is so important for us as people to get back to. Because our culture, they let them run that race. If you've got a job that's just demanding 24-7, step away. Step away from it. And remember who you are. Remember what God has done for you. That this is who I used to be but this is what God has done for me. That God sent His Son Jesus for me. And for us to just take a day, a 24-hour period, where we say, God, I want, 
I want to come. I want to find rest in you. I want to take a break from this world. And that might be, that, that might be for some of us here, this is actually something I've been, I've been thinking about in a practical stance of just setting aside the technologies within our lives. Our phones and our, our media, our social media, and just really stepping away from this world and really getting our hearts and our minds focused on Christ. And just saying, God, I, I realize this world is just, I mean, it can just become all-consuming, but God, I need to remember this week who you are, what you have done for me. And God, you, you command me to take this rest. And I just think, church family, if we can learn this, if we can learn this within our lives. Now, I... I'm not here to be setting up rules. I'm not here to be setting up like, you know, which day of the week where I still have not talked about that one yet, but I, I will just simply tell you this. It doesn't matter which day of the week. You know, like back then, culturally, it was a, a Saturday. Friday night at 5, the Jewish people, you can go to Israel right now. If you go to Israel right now, at like sundown on Friday, Israel shuts down. It's actually, I've never been there, but from what I've read, it's quite amazing that they literally, they just shut down. No one's doing dishes. No one's doing anything. Like it's just, it's a Sabbath. There's celebration. There's rest. And it's like work is not to be done. And it's not about which day, but it, it is God calling you to get into this rhythm every single week. God, I'm going to take a 24-hour period of time where I'm going to fix my heart and my mind on you. That I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a break from the work that could be done. It's not a day for you to get extra work done or, or to get more work done, but you are literally saying, God, I'm going to take a break from the work. I'm just going to just take a break from it, and I'm going to remember you. And I'm telling you, we need that church family. We need a time to be really fixing our hearts and minds on Him because we need to remember who we are. I can tell you throughout all of Scripture, the biggest sin God's people constantly do is they forget who they are. It's like time and time again. They literally, they forget who they are and what happens. Their culture consumes them. And you can see that throughout all of the entire Old Testament. Why is God constantly calling His people to be different? Because that's not, you don't, you are not part of the world. You're not part of how this how these systems in this world run. You're, you're not those people. You're His people. You are His children. He is your King. He is your God. And that's, it's such a challenge because of the world that we live in. And I get it. I, I understand the pressures around us. But I want us church family i really really want us as we talk about this sabbath as we talk about this i really want us to really realize who we are and that this is such a blessing that that god has called us to jesus said it the sabbath is made for you it's not you for the sabbath it's literally god loves you so much that he wants you to take a break every single week and find rest in him that's my challenge for us, church family, for us to take a day, for us to remember who we were and what God has done for us. I'm going to ask you to stand, and I want to pray for us this morning.
We're going to continue talking about the Sabbath next week as well. I'm going to invite the worship team up here one last time to be singing a song that I think is fitting for our conversation today. Father, I thank you for who you are. Father, you come and you rescue your people. You come and you save your people. Father, help us to be men and women that start to walk in your ways. God, I thank you that you have given us a day of rest every single week. Father, we know that it is a challenge within our lives. But Father, as we continue to, to think about this, this idea and this topic, Father, remind us today of who we are. Remind us today of what you've done for us. Father, I praise you. And Lord, as we sing, as we take this moment to remember, Lord, by your Spirit, may you come and soften our hearts and minds to you. We pray this in Jesus' name.